My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. It's the beginning of the month, so that means one thing. It's time for some listener questions. And being a long weekend, let's get a little casual today and just kind of have a conversation. Let's start off with our first one. What are the basic fall staple fashion pieces that everyone needs? Well, I think that this is a very situational kind of question. I do think that I have my four horsemen of fall fashion pieces that I really think that I can't really get away from. Um, I know that Barrett and I did this on an episode of Scaries. It was either last fall or the fall before, and we had somewhat similar answers, but I know that mine definitely had a couple that he did not have in them. And so where I'm going to start off first is with what I think is one of the best fall staple pieces, and that is a good crew neck sweatshirt. I probably get this from the football episode of Friends and how everyone looks so casual and relaxed in their football gear while they're playing in that picturesque New York setting. But I just absolutely love a collegiate crew neck sweater. It doesn't necessarily have to have a college across the chest or anything like that. But as long as it looks weathered and loved, I have no issue with it. The other one is a good jacket. And I know that that is a very big blanket term. But when I say good jacket, I really mean one of the following. Maybe a wax jacket like a barber or a filson. A barn coat. It could be from J. Crew, Noah, anywhere else or even a chore jacket from a place like Taylor Stitch. But having a good jacket to layer over your sweaters, over your flannels, over everything, is just such a nice feeling. And once you have a good jacket that's a staple jacket, you look forward to every fall in wearing it during that season. For me, I have a Filson wax jacket that I will probably have for a very, very long time. And I love re-waxing it, I love wearing it, and I love when it gets a little rainy and a little cooler so I can actually bring it out. My next one is something that I have a couple of, and I just love them. It is my cashmere sweaters, and I really have two cashmere sweaters that I wear the most. One is very thin and light and gray, and the other one is a much thicker and larger black chunky sweater. But I think a cashmere sweater, if you're willing to pay the price for it, you will have it for a very long time. You'll try to maintain it because you you just can't help but just really love how how soft and how nice it feels. And so just having a nice sweater is just absolutely essential when it comes to fall. But I won't blame anybody if they go with a little more inexpensive option of doing a blend or just maybe a really nice cotton. And finally, the final horseman of these fall fashion pieces is just a pair of boots. And I have to say, out of all of these, this is the one that I'm least confident in because I just don't have a pair of boots that I'm straight up in love with. I don't love duck boots anymore. I have some rubber boots that I can wear, but they're not very formal. And so when it comes to actually going out and being social, the boots part is my hardest thing. And even though Barrett and I did talk this out on retail therapy the other day, I still need to get some before it really starts to turn down here in Texas. Our next question, what are the top five grocery store pre-made foods for a Sunday? And while they ask for five, the list that I have either, it skews a little bit more than that. Uh, I love having a nice hungover trip to the grocery store as long as it's early enough that you're not fighting the crowds. And whenever I go on a Sunday, I can always expect to get a lot of pre-made items. That's probably where I'm spending most of my time and definitely where I'm spending most of my money. The first thing that I always get is chicken salad. I don't know why, but I've always been attracted to chicken salad whenever I'm hungover. Whether it's a regular chicken salad, a tarragon chicken salad, a curry chicken salad... 
I don't care. I've always been a big fan, and for some reason, even though it's just a pile of chicken and mayonnaise, it makes you feel healthy, even though it's probably not even all that healthy, but whatever. Another thing that I always like to get is something that I just absolutely hate making at home because I don't want to buy all the ingredients, and that's a pasta salad. There's something that hits different about a, about a grocery store pasta salad, and I just absolutely love it. Whether it's Greek, whether it's a spicier salad that's a little more Southwest, it truly does not matter to me. But buying a nice pasta salad is always a good thing to add to your cart. Uh, on that same note, I will also say that just buying a pre-made salad will go a long way. A Greek, a chopped, a chef's, maybe even some blue cheese, some candied pecans, whatever it may be. Uh, whether you go to a cheaper grocery store or you can go as bougie as Whole Foods, it's always fun just to check out what salads they have in that section. And I don't really love going to the salad bar when I'm uh, going to the pre-made section, but if I'm at work one day for a work lunch, definitely try the salad bar out as well. But finally, and this is for those bougier grocery stores that I'm talking about, they always have great meals for one. Uh, you know, those salad bars that I was talking about, uh, the one that I go to always has a lamb vindaloo, which I think is a very random, but kind of awesome thing to have just sitting there at the grocery store, uh, in the pre-made section. And then I'm going to absolutely botch this pronunciation, but I'm just going to try either way. I love a good pre-made beef bourguignon, probably messed it up and I'm probably going to hear about it, but it won't be as bad of a fallout as when I mispronounced Lueve. So I'm not going to worry about it. Our next question how do I capture the fall feeling when it's still warm outside? This has been something that I've had to kind of reconcile with over the last few years of my life because moving from somewhere that has seasons up in Michigan down to Texas that really has two seasons, excruciatingly hot and kind of fall, it's difficult to see all these people leaning into fall while I'm sitting here just still sweating in you know 80 degree plus weather. And so when it comes to actually leaning into fall, it, it just kind of has to be a mental, you know, commitment. You can't expect the weather to just turn just because you're, it's the calendar has turned really. And so what I do is I just jump the gun on pretty much everything. I try to wear clothes around the house. I, I like to toss on those crew neck sweatshirts that I already mentioned and just kind of wear them in my air conditioning and, and enjoy myself. I like to watch fall things, toss on a Harry Potter movie every once in a while. But what I really like to do and what I get the most flack for from my friends is that I jump the gun on recipes. It's those lazy days where you don't really go outside. Maybe you have pre-bought some groceries and you're just kind of relaxing all day. But it's nice to make a pot roast, that beef bourguignon that I just talked about. Whatever it may be in the crock pot, there's just an amazing feeling when you're sitting in your apartment and you can just smell the, the fall food just going through it while something a little, maybe a little rom-com plays on the television in front of you. You also have to know that your fall won't end as soon as everyone else's will. So while everyone else is shoveling snow and dealing with just the, the slush outside, just know that because you're in a warmer area, you might have a little more extended fall. And in, in the long game, it's truly a marathon of a fall instead of a sprint. Our next question. Do you have any splurge purchases that you've regretted? Honestly, I, I had a really hard time coming up with something because a lot of times that I actually splurge for purchases, it's always something that I've thought about for a very long time, really wanted and just kind of, you know, made sure that I've committed to it before I actually do it. But there is one thing that I kind of bought on a whim that I've since had tailored and I've since really tried to make work and it's just not really worked. And that is a pair of carpenter pants from Ame Leondor. 
I bought them, I think two years ago, and I decided that I was just going to get them tailored no matter what if they didn't fit me correctly. And what I did was I overspent on the pants, I overspent on the tailoring, and now I've found myself with a pair of pants that only somewhat fits and still cost me an arm and a leg. While I know that I could probably lose a few pounds in order to fit in them better, you know, I don't really think it's worth torturing myself just for one pair of pants. So I'm not gonna worry about it too much and maybe eventually they will fit and there'll be something that I look back on and say, man, I really didn't make the most of these when I first got them. Our next question, what are your top three choices for a weekend getaway in the fall? I do love a good fall getaway and I haven't had one since 2020. My favorite place that I've ever been to in the fall is definitely Aspen. My wife and I went two years ago and we hit it, I believe in the second week of October. And while we thought we were gonna miss the colors by about a week, we ended up going there at the exact perfect time. Colorado in general, it doesn't matter if you're in Aspen, it doesn't matter if you're in Denver, Telluride, mountain towns, cities, wherever you are, is just a beautiful state overall. And going there in the middle of fall is just something that you can't even explain. The mountain ranges, the colors, just everything. The skies, the smell. Oof, there's something about it that I really can't put into words, probably because I haven't done it enough and I need to do it more. While I don't have a trip to Aspen or Colorado on the on the books this year, I do have a trip planned for mid-October to somewhere else on my list, and that is Northern Michigan. I'm going back to my hometown in the second week of October when the colors are really, really prime and popping, and I haven't been back in that time of year uh, since I've moved down to Texas about seven or eight years ago. So I'm very excited. If you ever have the opportunity to go up and do it, it's truly a beautiful place in Northern Michigan or any Northern you know, Midwest state in, in that respect. But I just love doing it. And there's there's something just nostalgic about it. It's going back and, and, and you know, thinking about the soccer practices as a kid, thinking about going to different farms and drinking ciders, things of that nature. It's just a great feeling and I absolutely love it. But because I have a list of things that I, places I've already been to, now I'm going to go somewhere that I've never been to and I've only just kind of lived vicariously through Instagram. And that is Maine or really any New England state up there. I've never done it at that time of year. The closest I've gotten is Newport, Rhode Island in the fall season. And while I did love it, I can't really speak too much about the Northeast. And so I think that I just need to have that on my list for a top three choice for a weekend getaway in the fall. Our next question, what's the best way to handle rejection? Honestly, this is one of the harder questions that I've gotten on Sunday Scaries lately when it comes to actually you know, sorting through stuff. But... I'm a little reluctant to talk about it, but you know, it's Labor Day weekend. It's a long weekend. Let's let's get in the weeds. I've had a string of rejections lately when it actually comes to Sunday Scaries in this podcast, and it's not really fun to deal with. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at my job. I feel like I'm pretty good at doing what I do, and it's difficult when things don't go my way, and I'm sure everyone can relate with that. Uh, in particular, I've just had a couple things fall through lately that kind of make me question my confidence. I wouldn't say it's a total total all-out rejection that I'm feeling, but when your confidence starts getting knocked, it becomes a little more difficult to, to just kind of come to the understanding that things just might not work out. Uh, I've had some shortcomings on merchandise lately. I've met with an agency that completely slighted me on a call, and, and I kind of said something to them that I was kind of offended by them, and they never reached back out to me, which I... I kind of understand, but at the same time, if someone offends you, I feel like you should be able to let them know that something was offensive. Uh, At the end of the day, what I try to do for myself, and I can really only speak for myself here, is 
is just have faith in what I'm doing, be confident in my abilities, and know that I'm going in a direction that I want to be going in. As long as I'm doing those things and I'm feeling satisfied with myself, the rejection of others really doesn't hold much weight when it comes to my self-worth and how I feel. I know that a lot of people out there, and myself included, can take rejection in really hard ways, but it's not about you, it's about that other person. If you're doing something that you like and you're doing something that you feel confident about and something that you believe in, that doesn't mean that somebody else has to enjoy what you're doing. If they reject you for it, if they don't like what you're doing, or if they don't see the vision, that's their problem. That is truly not your problem. And if you think of all of that and you do it in that way, everything else will truly fall by the wayside. I promise. With summer coming to a close, we're all trading in some of our favorite things for some fall obsessions. It could be some sandals for some boots. It could be a swimsuit for some flannel-lined pants. It could be really anything. Summer has phased out, and it's time for something fresh during the season of change. While you make the transition, grab a case of Vizzy Hard Seltzer with flavors for every vibe. Whether you're cozying up for cuffing season or hosting a tailgate that will be the envy of the lot, pass the vibe check with a case of bold, delicious Vizzy Hard Seltzer. I've been drinking Vizzy and throughout the summer, and it is such a perfect drink. They even have you know so many different variety packs, so there's no questions of how many flavors they have. Whether it's the Vizzy Mimosa pack that has the taste of real orange juice and is perfect for daytime sipping and even tailgating, I might add. They have, uh, it comes in strawberry orange, pineapple orange, peach orange, and pomegranate orange. And if you like to shake things up or just keep your options open, they even have a variety pack for a cornucopia of flavors. Strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate, raspberry tangerine, papaya passion fruit, even blackberry lemon. Vizzy Hard Seltzer has flavors for every vibe, so stock up on Vizzy Hard Seltzer and show some love for the show. Here's how to get yours and how to drink responsibly. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 or older. And again, celebrate responsibly for our friends at Molson Coors Beverage Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And to close things out today, let's do a little lightning round. Our first, on average, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I'm assuming that the person that asked this is probably a new parent based on the fact that this is kind of a random question. Um, I, I am a new parent myself, or I guess uh, I'm a little over a year in, but I'm actually getting way more sleep than I ever bargained for. Uh, I actually have been falling asleep very early these nights around 10 o'clock and then I get up at seven every day. So I'm really getting about nine hours of sleep every night unless, unless something goes wrong. That being said, I do have my Taylor Swift moments when I wake up in the middle of the night and kind of stay up for hours on end. So while I don't sleep like a baby every single night, I at least give myself the opportunity to. Our next one, Friday off versus Monday off. Which one are you taking? What I've found is that I enjoy a Friday off much more than a Monday off. I don't really enjoy drinking on Sundays or anything like that, so I don't really need to worry about having a hangover come Monday. And when you have a Friday off, that means that you can kind of look forward to it the entire week thinking, you know, I have a short week. I can go enjoy myself Thursday night and coast all the way until the following week. 
Well, I don't think that either is better, like that much better than the other one. I am just much more of a Friday person because it's more fun and it's more opportunity to go out and do something entertaining as opposed to just sitting around and kind of sulking all day. Our next one, what are your favorite current comfort TV series? I don't know if anything I'm watching right now actually qualifies as being comfort TV. Everyone knows that I've been doing a lot of Love Island, but at the end of the day, I haven't really been replacing that now that summer's over with anything really that entertaining. The series that I have been watching lately, I just finished uh, Only Murders in the Building, and I absolutely loved season two. I've been watching All or Nothing Arsenal on Amazon, and outside of that, I'm kind of also looking for new shows to watch. We are saving Stranger Things, which is definitely not a comfort show. I've, I've learned about the new season, but we're saving that for October when it's a little more spooky outside. And so if anyone has any comfort or, or kind of indulgent television shows, please let me know. Our next question, what's the best drink for a first date? Honestly, my, my actual answer is anything but beer anything that doesn't make you burp, anything that doesn't give you bad breath with the person across the table from you. For me, I would always go, and I don't really get wine mouth, and so I can actually do this. I would always go with a glass of red wine, or if I am worried about wine mouth, which I normally am not, I'll go with some kind of cocktail. I don't really worry about getting too buzzed on it, or I never really worried about getting too buzzed on a date because, hey, you're there to have a good time. So loosen up a little bit and enjoy yourself. Our next one, you seem like a closeted car enthusiast. What's your ideal car for a Sunday drive? And this person's actually kind of right. On the Sunday Scaries Instagram page, I always seem to post a lot of photos that have to do with cars, that have to do with um, just kind of automobiles in general. And I watch a lot of F1. I've never really gotten into NASCAR or anything like that. But I am kind of a closeted car enthusiast. And that is, some, you know, I'm saying that while I know absolutely nothing about car maintenance, fixing cars or anything like that. I honestly just like looking at photos of classic cars or watching videos of, of cool cars and reviews of cars, honestly, on YouTube. But if I had to pick one car for my ideal Sunday drive, I think I would take probably a Porsche 911, kind of vintage style. I think I've been very affected by Hank Moody's whole aesthetic and Californication when it comes to cars and, and just kind of the careless approach to life. And I think doing that in the tunnel of trees in my hometown of Harbor Springs, it sounds pretty darn good. And our final question this week, and this is a very fall question, is the New York in the fall candle coming back into stock? And while I had plans to release it, honestly, this weekend, some small little hiccups have gotten in the way and it will be re-released at the end of the month through Vellabox. If you're looking for any other candles right now, you can go to vellabox.com slash sundayscaries. Again, that is vellabox.com slash sundayscaries. But I will say the long weekend candle that's out has only about 50 left. So if you're interested in that one, go get it. But at the very end of the month, New York in the fall will be back and it will be in the larger upgraded container. So you have something to look forward to. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter at SundayScaries and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at WillDefreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.